What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back, man, to a, another episode of Respect the Game podcast. This has been, I don't know, a Season long time three. <laughs> I ain't seen you in a while, boy, boy, where you been? Oh, man, nah. Uh, first off, vacation, taking a long overdue uh, break, man. Uh, just in time for the NFL season to kick off. College football has already uh, is already amongst us. But, yeah, man, we are back. At full strength, rejuvenated, um, and ready to crank out these episodes week after week after week. Um, like I say, long overdue break, definitely had to take it. Uh, so appreciate all y'all out there who uh, have bear with us and who are back for some great content. My name is Edward, named after Trillo G. That being my pop. Shout out to my mother, and my grandmother for helping raise me too. Make sure you go follow at Emac Stats for all your up to date high school collegiate and pro sports coverage will not disappoint we'll keep you up to date on all that is going on in the beautiful illustrious sports world but like i said we're at full strength so what am who am i without my brethren um as Deion sanders would have said you are him <laughs> but none other than shine heart is a big brother iron man tapping in that shine heart is a um, brought to you by a, a soon coming segment, Shine Hard Surgical Picks. Uh, coming to a digital wallet and uh, hopefully platform near you pretty soon, man. Let's go. Yo, it is the host with the most to blows the most smoke, Black Peace, the rap plugs, the hip hop plug, formerly known as Rastadamus. Uh, be sure to go check out Talk to Smoke, <laughs> Killing Rotation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your dope podcasts from. Man, let's get it. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. It is the one and only Sedacious Xavier Miles. And on behalf of me and my gang, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and rocking with us and giving us a little time and being patient with us in the break. We promise to bring you that hard content like always. Take it away, bro. Yeah, man. As uh, Vernell would say uh, on the Vernell show from Martin, did you miss me? <laughs> no nah, man let's get to it man uh ready to have a great podcast um so again beautiful people thank y'all for uh, tuning in even after our, our uh vacation um don't take y'all listening to us for granted man appreciate y'all listening to us and we're about to continue going strong and finish finishing off this uh finishing off the last quarter of the year man yeah man all right, let's get this out the way. Darnell, uh, you had a lot to say about this 1090 Jake person, me from afar, watching him. I've, I find it peculiar for someone who appears to have invested their livelihood in creating a platform off of exposing snitches, quote unquote, so to speak. Um, but I don't think this is, he's, trying to single out just any type of snitch it is uh it is people specifically within the hip-hop community uh trying to build a career for themselves that he goes out of his way to release paperwork and documentation on <laughs> uh and, and about them and about them about them cooperating um uh, but you had some breaking news for us regarding this to 1090 jake uh character uh which is what 
Uh, yeah, 1090 Jake, the uh, Florida uh, personality, uh, originally from Boston. Um, no, wow, he's like really from Boston? Boston. He looked like yeah, somebody from Boston. He yeah, looked like a you, hear, you can hear in his accent. Also, he uh, interview about him. <laughs> and uh, I think he said, like, in his early teens, some stuff like that, whatever, whatever. But um, fast forward to the, to the main uh, news, if you'll say. Uh, paperwork came out about him. Uh, you know, cooperating with the uh, jail that he was in. Detail about the altercation that happened, you know, written in, written in his own handwriting from himself. Uh, he admitted to it. Uh, I feel like uh, him being who he is, I'm, it doesn't quite sit right with me. The fact that you, you know, you're cooperating with, you know, law enforcement, whether you're already in jail or not, I just feel like to a certain point, it's like, you you over here pointing a finger at a lot of you know mainly rappers black rappers, and you're telling you know you're saying oh you're wrong for this you're wrong for that you leave people wrong because you don't live by this certain code, and it's like you know the code that you're explaining is not to cooperate with law enforcement, you know you're saying well I was just doing my certain part and a certain in the way the system goes it's like okay well aren't isn't it supposed to be f the system, you know at least at least from my perspective me for me personally I'm not a street guy never tried to be a street guy. But I have noticed that the the rising politics, the, the rising uh popularity in street politics about snitching, and from according to my knowledge, that's breaking the code. Yeah, now funny. I would like to hear you guys' opinion about it. You know, I'm very open to it, but just based off what I've been noticing, like that's breaking the code. You cooperated with people who are involved in law enforcement. So, yeah, it's definitely the definition of irony and hypocrisy at the same time. I mean, how could you make somewhat of a living? I'm guessing off of exposing people who snitch when you indeed yourself are a snitch you know it's just that's just what it is and i didn't know you didn't before the show we prepped you didn't bring up that whole he wrote a statement ish now it's one thing if you like like uh sean hart said earlier when we was in prep it's one thing to be you know restating what happened some facts you know saying you telling the story i was in the cell da, 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 da. that's one thing but for you to write down a statement being like, hey, this is what happened, like that, that right there is paperwork. When there's paperwork involved, come on. As as the snitch exposure, you always exposing paperwork. So you should and know what paperwork is. Anytime your name to fame and your claim to fame is essentially exposing people, it's on the negative side of the spectrum. Bro, you're the police to me. I don't care. <laughs> like, if that's like your main thing, like, what do you do? You're not a rapper. You're not an entrepreneur. Like, your your thing is to literally tell on people who tell. Snitch. You snitch on the snitches. Which, by definition, makes you a snitch. Which, by <laughs> definition, makes this shit even pussy for me either. And I'm sorry. I know. I know, but that that just rubs me wrong because it's like it's like the fame question that people used to ask Kim Kardashian early on in your career. What exactly do you do again? You know what I'm saying? Now, obviously, she. Please don't come for me in the comments. Kim Kardashian is a well-established billionaire with multiple businesses. I get it. I'm just saying. It's starting Extraordinary off, marketer. It's a man. That's all I'm saying. So this yeah. little 1090 Jake dude, 
just another culture yeah. vulture. As far as I'm concerned, you a branch off from Vlad and yeah, it's funny that you say that, bro, because it's like I my actually come on, No, you good, bro. Just real quick. Before we even get to the whole situation of what happened in jail, bro, what do you do again? <laughs> well, actually, I'll tell you what he actually used to do. And this is what kind of makes me feel kind of negative about it. At one point, I was like, I didn't support it, but I understood it. And then the more I learned about him, I was just like, this, this is kind of snakish. And what, what he used to do was he went to jail for a long time, like most of his, I guess, his a teenage life or whatever and he got out of jail he started trying to look for a hustle he found a hustle and making youtube videos about his jail experiences and all the different stories of his you know past uh bunk mates so on and so forth and he was doing good with that and apparently somebody's paperwork came out about them snitching and he noticed the traction came he noticed that people started listening more people started commenting more and it was like oh he he said to himself like oh i found my thing like i'm gonna go ahead and rock with this and to me, that just kind of like, instead of like you genuinely feeling like, oh, I just hate snitches. I'm going to expose snitches. That's and this is what I'm going to attack. You, you stumbled God. across something that worked and you just abused it, not knowing that, like you guys said, you're, you're hurting a, a particular version of people. You're attacking a particular version of people that just doesn't sit right. Cloud, what you about to cloud, say, that, That's just cloud chasing at that point. Because like, you didn't come the, out the mud. Chasing the streams now. Like, yeah, you ain't come out mud saying, you know what? I don't like snitches. Like, no, I was, I'm looking for, I'm looking for whatever's gonna give me a dollar. Like, nah, man, yeah. you're hurting people, so, dude. So pretty much, what we really could have started and ended this segment with was he's a cloud chaser and then moved on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, it was important. What you had to say was very important. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is this is what happens when cloud chasing goes wrong. Yeah, man. Uh... <laughs> on the nail. And one could argue that one could argue this is mild and considering like the the career path he's choosing in terms of like going wrong. One could argue, oh, it ain't went wrong yet. Um, right. Because if he getting traction, you know what I'm saying? It's, it is what it is. It's all publicity. Yeah. Nah, but uh yeah, that's enough on that guy. So that's what's going on for the most part. Uh, culture, hip hop, whatever, right now. Um, let's uh go. Let's go directly uh over to uh Colorado, uh Colorado, Buffalo, Deion Sanders, him shaking up the entire college football scene. Um, his son Shador. First game, school record, 510 passing yards. He hits four different receivers, 100, 400-plus uh, passing yards. Then you got Travis Hunter playing both sides of the ball like Deion did with an interception uh, on the defensive side, over 100 Let receiving yards as a receiver. Yep. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, Shador five five hundred and ten passing yards with four touchdowns, zero interceptions. I know for me, um, when you're trying to think about when you're just looking about when you're thinking about the logistics of just football, the transfer portal, 
not necessarily from a talent standpoint. Oh, you're going from a HBCU playing HBCU schools to now these uh, top ranked Division One schools. Not necessarily that, but just again, like the logistics from like gutting out a program to bring in a whole new program. You got players coming from every which way. And then on top of that, you got a program who only won one game last year and um in Colorado before Deion Sanders got there. Um also could be wrong. Well, for for starters, they had the highest percentage of uh just like roster shift, a roster uh changeover, the highest percentage of of a team who has a new roster compared to last season. Factoring all of that in, and then you look at TCU and you're just like, okay, yeah, they went to the national championship last year, though many felt like it it was it could have been a fluke, right? They could have just had a moment, so to speak. You put all you put all this on the table to a degree, you would just say, like, all right, everything will point to Deion Sanders having to come in with the program and go through some growing pains. Or maybe not growing pains, but I was the transfer for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or maybe not necessarily go through growing pains, but like they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't beat TCU or whatever. Or if they if they if they do lose to TCU, all right, they shouldn't they shouldn't lose that bad. Like not losing bad, I feel like would have been a good sign for people in watching Colorado go up against TCU. Like, okay, they ain't completely get you know ran off the field. Okay, all right, they lost by a touchdown. They lost by a field goal. Okay, Colorado may have something. Like, no, bump that. We're gonna come in here. We're gonna put up forty five points against the runner up. Uh, the runner up from college football. Uh, from last season. We're gonna come on y'all turf. And, you know, as we were saying before the podcast, like, we ain't coming. We here. Like, we we are here. We are here. We are here. We are here. Um, What was y'all's biggest takeaways from uh, that Colorado TCU game this past weekend? I feel like God couldn't have drew it up better. And, and because I'm a believer, I'm going to just say God did. Because if you could have scripted an opening day game for Colorado and Dion uh, to perform, you probably wouldn't have even scripted it that well. Because that's just storybook, right? You have a shootout, you have the entertainment factor. It's compelling, setting up, you know, keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's a roller coaster. It's a back and forth game. Came down to which quarterback had the ball last and who can make a stop. And um. You know, I like what Shadour answered in his post-game interview saying that, you know, hey, just, a, you know, HBCU kid, you know, <laughs> not so bad for HB. You know what I mean? It's like, and I think he said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing now, it's like, man, I had the best game of my life today, <laughs> right? Who would have thought, right? Um, little league, you know, high school, you know, college, and I get on the biggest stage, right, essentially, and I have my best game ever. And now, um, a program that was projected for three wins, I think Paul Feinburn said it on uh, ESPN uh, yesterday morning, hell, they may get three wins in the first month of September. Yes, Lord. <laughs> um, man, it's it's just a storybook 
uh, start to the season. Obviously, it's a lot of football left, but Travis Hunter playing 144 snaps, 11 catches, 119 yards on offense. And then with the amazing read on defense, uh, being able to peel off of a route uh, to jump uh, the outside breaking route, um, just textbook, and it just shows you the uh, the confidence that's been instilled in him from prime. Um, and then just the tutelage, right, being able to learn from a guy who, you know, went to go back, you know, over 300 in the World Series and then flying back on a private plane to come, you know, lock up your best receiver a few hours, you know, after that. So this is a dual sport athlete guy that he's learning from in prime, obviously an all-time great. Um, recognized university as the best corner ever, and uh, he had his team ready to play. And shout out to Dylan Edwards too, because he said before the the game that uh, Dylan Edwards, again another transfer portal guy, go figure. Um, he said he would have a big game. He would say he, you know, he said he would have a splash play, and sure enough, he had about three to four splash plays with four total touchdowns, three receiving, one rushing, um, over 150 yards receiving. So it's looking like. You know, they they may be here for a long time. It's looking scary. Um, they definitely look like they can compete with the big schools. Uh, it's just down the stretch. That's all I always look at. It's down the stretch. If it'll be enough, <clears throat> it will be enough to always have a winning record. But will it be enough to really, you know, get that national championship? I feel like Dion can do it. I feel like he can put the ideologies and, the, like you said, tutelage within the team to be able to give it up, get over the hump. But who's to say how long? And who's to say how long Colorado will give him? But for right now, it's looking pretty good. And they gave that man $29.5 million. He, he got a long leash. <laughs> Extremely long leash. Yeah. And, and with that said, you think you'll get it done with that. I think Dion. I think Dion stays put. I know with a lot of coaches, they like to see the uh, the foundation of their program, i.e., like their freshman class. They like to see them through as seniors, and so I could see Dion putting in a solid four years at Colorado before maybe going somewhere else in the college ranks, or making that leap to the NFL, which I don't think is far-fetched in no way, shape, or form. Um, also, too, um, I would have to look into it to, like, for it to be, like, fully concrete, but something that I believe that uh, plays a part in their success as a program is the amount of resources Dion has in terms of, like, coaches. When you look on those sidelines, you see a lot of Hall of Fame uh uh, Hall of Fame players, you know, whether it's on social media, you know, in and out of practices. Um, and so, like, don't uh, don't underestimate the amount of resources he has to, like, be able to get longtime friends, being able to go get football geniuses. He's been uh, been able to bump elbows or brush uh, shoulders with throughout his career um, that other schools don't have, right? Like, not everybody – can go, not everybody has a Dion. Well, nobody has a Dion on their sideline, uh, especially for a head coach who has as many connections as Dion has. So I think that also plays a part uh, with just, you know, added on to 
how contagious Deion Sanders' energy is. Um, yeah, and also going back to Shador, I was uh watch like I know his line was at two twenty, and I was just like, man, oh, like show me so, man, like just show me, show me so I can believe. Like I, I don't know what to expect. This is the first game, like I don't know what to expect. Boys could be going like, over three hundred plus every game. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, I that's what I see. I mean, you say that again. He should be going over 300 plus easy every game. And bro, that, he one, threw for. No, I was bro, gonna he say don't, he don't force nothing. He, that was just what I was about to say. If you watch that game from start to finish, that was not a. I'm heaving passes downfield. I'm gunning for 500. That was. I'm literally just gonna take what the defense gives me, I'm and I'm gonna slice get the ball and dice early. I'm gonna be accurate down the, you know, down the football field when I need to be, and I'm gonna take shots when they're there. But if they're not there, I'm gonna check down to our dynamic running back. I'm gonna hit a crosser, um, in a flat. I'm gonna hit, you know, somebody over, over the middle, you know, for an intermediate game. I'm gonna just take what the defense give me all day long, and man, he was just yeah, able to. Uh, extremely impressive, and like he was saying, the only difference for him, he felt like from uh playing at the. Uh, I want to say FCS level is that you was just like, yeah, if you step up in the pocket, you know, defensive linemen are more prone to, you know, be able to get after you a little quicker. But that's the only difference. Like he was saying, it's like, I don't, I don't get into names. Like we all got to go out there, strap, strap on, strap our chin straps on. Not everybody on the field is a first round draft pick. Shout out to our boy uh, Christian Coach Johnson. He uh, he wanted to be put on record saying uh, Shador is a first round quarterback, first round draft pick. So uh, shout out to Coach for that's that. not exactly news because I, <laughs> I, if we got to it earlier later on, I definitely if we just had a mock draft, I definitely have him going first round too. You can't not pass. Yeah, with with especially with what he's shown and. Uh, real quick, just to like show their schedule, we're talking about uh Paul Feinbaum talking about they should win three in in the month of September. In the month of September. And by the way, when you got Tom Brady texting you after your game, please be afraid. <laughs> be very afraid. <laughs> they got Brady on speed dial, and yes, he trains in the summer. Yeah, nah, they got Nebraska coming up uh, this Saturday. Then they playing Colorado State. Then they have to play a ranked 13 Oregon team. And then I feel like the game of all games for them, they get to go up against USC uh, last year's Heisman Trophy winner and Caleb Williams. Um, mind you, the defense gave up 42 points. So hopefully they get clean it up as the season progresses. Um, but if Shador's throwing for five hundred, hey, <laughs> let's air this thing out and let's have a gun show. Uh, a gun show, why don't we, people? Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, Skip and Shannon. Uh, so for those who don't only just listen to our podcast, but you go and listen to other platforms and listen to their sports takes. Um. As some may know, who are big followers of the first takes and the undisputed, the skips, the Stephen A's, the Shannon, Shannon Sharps. Shannon Sharp is now with ESPN over at uh, First Take with Stephen A. Smith. Um, and basically, we know ESPN had a, a big 
big hall of layoffs this summer. And half the people who got let go from ESPN is now at Undisputed. So they're basically doing a crisscross for Undisputed. You got Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Michael Irvin. It's supposed to be Nick Wright over there. I would like to see Nick Wright and skip a uh, debate. Uh, is Nick Wright going supposed to be on that show too? No, nah, he got his own show. He just talking he about do, but he's supposed to like make like guest appearances on uh, on on the show with Skip. Oh yeah, he's gonna be the LeBron Tate guy, and I can't wait to see him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, Nick Wright, Rachel Nichols, uh, and a bunch of other people. Um, what is y'all's first takes of like how y'all see the shows like what do y'all see the shows growing into like it don't like it favor one show over the other like what are y'all perspectives on the on the recent switch up it's a mess to be honest man it's something sad to see i don't like either one of them starting off i don't like how uh Stephen a and shannon sharp are buddy buddy and it's all friendly and you can go and you can go and you can go. And then you have the the odd man out with um, Undisputed where Skip is over there watching, you know, the grown men talk. It, 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 it's, it's a mess, man. It really is. It's a mess. Yeah, because he, like... he in a room full of other real alphas. And guess what? Shannon was being nice, being respectful, letting you get your shit off. Them, they don't give a flyer fuck. <laughs> And it's, it is refreshing to see, but I think I think change is good, right? I, I mean, yeah, when you got a good thing going, don't change it. But, you know, that's the very quintessential elixir of life, right? The only constant is change. So um, I do think there needs to be a little more nuance on first take because they do have such a profound respect from each other and especially enduring what Shannon did personally over the last six months from a professional standpoint with the degrading and belittling comments to say the least from skip um i think he needs that um right now but uh, i mean it's a way to still disagree with somebody which they do disagree but i think that healthy i think a part of that is just the american culture just thriving on chaos and discord right you really what we saw a lot of time on tv is really skip not liking you know, Shannon and Shannon not liking Skip from the perspective of, I really don't agree with you. And then the way you go on about it, I really don't like you for real. And this actually just happens to come out in the debate and it just makes for good TV as opposed to people having a healthy respect for each other. Because what you're seeing now is Keyshawn, Michael, and Rich are like, I ain't Shannon. You try that <laughs> shit up here if you want to. You may not talk again for the next 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think I think it was a shift needed. Like I don't I don't know how well a skip dominated show would have done would have done in the ratings if you think about it, um, because people were definitely on Shannon's side as far as the veil of public perception. So in order to kind of change that around, you kind of need Skip to get talked over. You kind of need to people need to see that right. And low key they probably want to see it. And it's like oh okay, he's letting other people you know come into their own and be stars of the show because that's essentially what made Undisputed take off kind of letting Shannon come into his own and letting him bring his own star quality and star power to the show. So um, I'm looking forward to see how both shows kind of progress into the newness of who they're starting to become to be. 
Um, I think Undisputed is a dumpster fire. Um, the reason wow. why First Take will always be on is because it understands the necessity for um, Emacs stats. We appreciate your brother for the love. But yeah, you need someone to be able to control the chaos that you speak of, bro. And like, without it having structure, no one is going to want to buy it because it, it doesn't appeal. And so what, what ends up happening is you have um, a, a barbershop conversation at a desk and you got one guy over there trying to get a word in and they don't say it, but with their speech and how they talk over him, it's like, well, nigga, shut the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So with, with First Take, Stephen A, his, it's always somebody bringing him down to let others speak like the Dan Orlovskis or the Swaggles and all the other people that they bring on there. So it always reigns supreme to me. And they did away with the moderator. They did away with the moderator when they did away with Shannon. And I was like, why would you do that? That's idiotic. And then bring three niggas? Okay. So let's see how well that goes. Yeah, do we have well, to remember Skip, Skip used to bang. Disrespect to all the lady moderators. If you think about they had Jenny Taft on it. Jenny Taft went on to do uh, Fox News, you know, for college, um, you know, on the you know, morning tilt, you know, for all the early college games and stuff. So it's like he ran off a couple moderators, and I know they had a couple intern moderators, and um, you know, Skip is just—he's right. proven to be tough to work with time and time again, and people have left him high and dry due to the fact that you know what I mean. He was just, like I say, he was just tough to deal with. But hey, you know. well, they got the—he got the boot for the young and black one, and I love—I sure love to see that boy. I hate that. I hate to be like that. The more you say that, it sounds like definitely more of an executive move than a than a uh, skip move of getting all three of them on there. Like you say, you ran them off one by one. You can't run off three grown professional yeah. football players. But, if you, but if you just so happen to do so, we'll know it's you. Oh, yeah. And be over. But we've been knew time. you was a problem, but I think seeing Skip turn over a new leaf, because you can't dominate the conversation. People don't want to see you dominating the conversation anymore. Like they, they, I like the open forum, like open desk, first take, copycat, branch off, spin they're trying to pull because, I mean, it is different. And I actually do like to hear Richard Sherman speak. He's an intelligent guy, intelligent brother, um, knows football, obviously, played it at the highest of levels, champion, all pro, um, one of the best cornerbacks of his decade his generation so and then you got Keyshawn Johnson Super Bowl champion perennial wide out obviously not a hall of famer but you know damn good receiver in his own right um you just got a lot of personalities on there that I did respect at ESPN and now it just seems as though you know Skip is like you know hey one man's trash is another man's treasure I'll take Rachel Nichols Keyshawn Richard and Michael for 200 Alex and we'll make <laughs> It kind of was a reach to me, too, to see Richard Sherman and Skip Bayless on the same show. I mean, I'm like, but but they're not, they're not, like, focusing on the fact that, like, the marketing isn't, hey, these guys hated each other, and now they're going to the love each other. The marketing was that, though. If you saw the introduction, so they actually Yeah, the very first episode, yeah. But I heard Skip say, Skip say something about, this guy hated my guts, and now he's my partner. And I'm like, that's it? Okay. No, I, they I, went into deep explanation about it, though. Like, Okay, you know, yeah. I missed that part. 
uh, <clears throat> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot uh, with 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 the situations. So like, it's interesting because, as far as I know, us growing up, like, you know, going back to you know the eras of the Stuart Scotts and Cold Peace and so forth, and back when like, uh, pardon the interruption, uh, was like you know one of those prom shows and stuff. Like Skip is the like the grandfather of like the debate topic oh, and talk, and so it's just like wow, you left what you started to go start it somewhere else, and now this other where you left is thriving as you're trying to like figure out your bearings of like your future, right? Because uh, Shannon, Shannon had still had x amount of whatever years left on his contract like he got bought out like they had to figure that out because he was just like yeah this ain't gonna work no more with him and skip and so me personally skip already has his podcast that he does so him just trying to like sit there and talk into a camera when he already does a podcast i don't think that's gonna go over well in terms of ratings um it's always been about skip Skip has always been like again, like the grandfather, the forefather of the debate. Whether you rooting for him, whether you like him or not, like it's his show. Like he picked Stephen A to come on with him at ESPN. When he left, he picked Shannon Sharp to come with him to undisputed. So like at the end of the day, it's his show. I don't think uh Richard, uh Richard, Keyshawn, and um uh, Michael Irvin, I don't think they're on that show if Skip don't sign off on it. Um, because I believe he has that much, you know, pull um in the behind the scenes. And so I feel like obviously the the boardance, the debating of sports and stuff like that skips livelihood. That's all he's ever known. He's you know said that and like, then he don't have kids, bro. Like he Yeah, like, like he he's chosen not to have kids because like he's been that devoted to what he's done over the years, which is like crazy to me, but to each his own, right? And so, like, so when you put that in perspective of, like, how much what he does means to him, me personally, outside looking in, and I I watch it for the entertainment, but I'm also, I also be, like, studying and paying attention to just, you know, what's going on, like, trying to read between the lines of what's not being said. And, like, I think if Skip could have had Shannon stay, if Shannon didn't want to leave, Skip would have still had Shannon there. It wouldn't have been what we see now. Right. Of course. And so now I feel like Skip is in limbo. And like when people's like, oh, he wasn't really talking. Okay, he was letting them get that get, you know, get their takes off. Like that's kind of different. That's a different side of Skip. Like, I don't think that's that was voluntarily. I think Skip, we're seeing Skip in real time try to figure out. What the hell what is the going fuck on? am I gonna do now without Shannon? Yeah, yeah like I'm not we're watching that in real time. Like, what the, like what am I gonna do? And so he's watching them go back and forth. And it's and like we I know Skip has a has a busload of notes coming into every take coming in every day. And then when they just go off the handles, like when they oh they walked out or whatever, it's just like how much of this is y'all being performative, trying to like help and boost the ratings. And, like, again, like, Skip is just trying to figure this all out in real time. Like, you know what he's also seeing, though? He's like, wow, 
these guys have personalities too, and he's noticing like the more starts he's giving people, people are are gaining traction on their own and gaining steam on their own, and they're using that as a platform to jump and go do whatever opportunities arise from the showcase that they get to do in his presence or on his show or whatever the case may be. Because I, I've definitely foresee that in in the future with with Richard and especially Richard Sherman, I feel like, a, I think he already has a podcast, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, but um, you want to talk about a way to boost that. Um, you know, you become a personality that's pretty popular on his on his show. I feel like that'll boost ratings and kind of give people that confidence to be like, maybe I'm big enough to kind of start moving without you. And then people start realizing, well, is Skip really still a thing on TV now? And it's like, Bro, we could be looking at his mortality being in jeopardy right before. Bro, it, we're watching he, it. Oh, he ain't getting nothing but older, too. And it's like, they're always looking for a fresh face. We're, we are watching this in real time live. We're watching this happen to Skip. Uh, and I think, it's, I think it's too early. I believe more in the first take setup than I do the uh, undisputed setup. Because I think the uniqueness in what Skip and Shannon had, even with Skip and Stephen A, you knew who you were getting every day. So you got to either like love these guys or you got to hate them, whatever the case may may have been. Because of their consistency, like you got to just like they were in your household, their household names. Like you got to grow this, you know, relationship with them one way or the other. But when you got Three different guys. I think with Skip, like he got Lil Wayne on that, bro. I don't care what Lil Wayne's gonna say about sports. I honestly don't. Like, I don't think nobody really cares what Wayne gonna say about sports, right? Um, and so it's just I'm like a hip hop guy, and I don't care, right? And so with Skip's with undisputed situation, they've gotten these guys. They got a different crew, I believe. Like for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, Shannon, he's only supposed to be on first take for Monday and Tuesday, for every Monday and Tuesday for the course of uh, the NFL season. But but Shannon's personality is so domineering with him and Stephen A. It's just like, oh, I could be inve- I could be invested in like Shannon and uh, Stephen A. Monday and Tuesday, and just have to wait Wednesday through Friday for Shannon to come back. Whereas I don't think that's necessarily. I don't know how much you could invest in like the personalities with undisputed because i believe what's going on at espn between shannon and uh, Stephen a i feel like we can pencil that in to be that's going to be a constant we can guarantee that we're going to get them two debating each other hour and a half monday and tuesday maybe uh shannon comes in sometimes here that wednesday through friday I don't know. I feel like though we what we seen on screen with uh with Skip and the other guys, though that's what we seen on screen, I don't believe that to be a constant. I still feel like behind the scenes hand, heads are on fire and they're still trying to figure it out. And to be like, what's like what is what is what is gonna be our stick to like keep our ratings high or keep our ratings even when when Shannon was here. And then if it starts to come down. If it starts to come down or they can't find a consistency with that, then producers are going to start looking at Skip like, hey, buddy, we're not renewing that contract when it's over, just so you know. Go ahead, Dacious. Okay, so 
I don't want to, I don't mean to get too spiritual, but I, I've seen this happen millions and millions of times, not with just me, but with other situations with other people. And I want to say this, I want to say that righteousness always wins, no matter how long it takes, righteousness will always win. So I want to go all the way back to, and when it was Skip and Stephen A and everything was good, I mean, like you didn't have to break that formula. That formula was going to keep duplicating and keep duplicating right but what happens is you have skip now upset and jealous because you got the young black thundercat and everybody's starting to where 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 everybody was really loving you because you were profound and you seem knowledgeable now this young loud thundercat he's profound and also found a way to sound profound and knowledgeable as well we we are kind of you know you got to kind of share our fandom now so you get jealous you get upset, right? And so you say, okay, well, I well, I, I can go over here to Fox and Fox is going to pay me X, Y, Z and I ain't got to deal with this young Thundercat. I can actually choose whatever young Thundercat is going to be coming up against me, right? But righteousness always wins, right? The fact that that jealousy and that envy and all that had to come with you over to Fox as well, Shannon Sharp got to see who you really were. Not just behind the scenes professionally out in the camera you told me I wouldn't you wouldn't I wasn't shit like I wasn't as good of a tight end as Tom Brady was a quarterback like and you ain't never played the game like that type of character of you started to show its ugly head and now you sit in the situation where you're 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 you're, you're drowning you do whatever you can to get these ratings in but guess what the young Thundercat over here doing the young Thundercat is finna now be blessed by that Thundercat that you chose, that, that was the that that was the one that you chose to try to hide who you really were for real, what was really going on. And that's just the we like you said, uh Emacs Stacks, we're seeing it live. We're seeing it all play out live because righteousness always wins, bro. And some may some may see, man, that's a little bit too deep and all that. But bro, once that situation didn't go well with Stephen A and Skip, I started to watch Skip Bayless's character. Why? Because he's a cowboy fan. I was a fan of him, but then he started like literally like, I'm going to hate on LeBron no matter what. And so I'm like, okay, now I got to back up now. Now I got to look at this man. After Cowboy fan stuff, I got to really look at this man and see. And and I've been, I've been paying attention from him leaving first take all the way up to Fox to where he is now. And I'm like, that's what your punk ass get. Uh, my closing, uh, my closing statements on Skip and, uh, Shannon. Is uh is more on the business side of how Shannon is now, uh, just use his platform in terms of him having his own independence of his podcast club Shay Shay. So he starts Club Shay Shay over at Fox Sports, right? Uh, obviously at the time when he's with Fox Sports, he's considered the uh, a competitor, the opposition in comparison to ESPN. So he starts Club Shay Shay. Obviously, a really good podcast. Uh, Shannon's a really good uh, interviewer. Then he leaves. Now he's gone from Fox Sports, and it's like, oh damn! Like, what is what is he going to do with his platform, and what is he going to do with the podcast, right? So he then takes the podcast and signs into a partnership with um, Volume with a uh, with Volume Network. Which uh is uh owned by Kyle Kyle and Cowherd, 
we you know has the Draymond Green podcast, has the Richard Sherman podcast, and the volume network is promoted on Fox Sports and all of its uh shows that it all the shows that it has under its umbrella. But now Shannon is over on ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, where he also gets to promote his club Shay Shay podcast. And so he's like the synergy in which he's placed himself within to be able to be marketed and promoted business. on both juggernaut sports uh conglomerates. Uh it's just marvelous. That's just something I paid attention to in people. I was like, oh wow, he's like getting his cake and eating it too. Yeah. And they ain't finna buy me out on Fox. <laughs> you know. So yeah, but yeah, that's that's just on the business side of things of uh what's going on with the with, with with Shannon with him switching over to ESPN. I thought that was uh pretty interesting. Um but yeah man uh let's close out the show. Football NFL season is here, beautiful people. Um it is a great time. Uh if you haven't already, if you hadn't uh, I don't know how I would say it, but it is a great time for you to indulge in the world of sports betting, I would say. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh football was very fruitful to me last year. Had I known what I know now, I probably would have made so much more money. But you know, but I, I did decent last year. I did decent last year. We're gonna make it this year. <laughs> Um, fellas, what is I don't know, just like what stands out to you? What are y'all paying attention to? What do y'all care about for this uh upcoming season? Who do y'all believe in? Who do y'all not believe in? Just like what does y'all mind go when y'all think about this upcoming football season? Texans, well, I say this for breaking news Christian McWood just went to the Lakers on a two year deal that could serve to be very promising. Want to say fuck you to everybody in the West? I know probably crazy, yeah, but I did it. But um, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But my Lakers, man, we here for sure. Um, but I'm looking forward to a lot of green beans, man. A lot of green Dow goblins. Um, a lot of green lime green slates. I don't really like the update to prize picks, but it's a beautiful segue into. Child hard surgical picks, man. If you're looking for something to ride with um, for the upcoming season, the season opener, September 7th, I know we have um, the Chiefs on Thursday night football, and then you have um, then the Sunday and Monday opening up into the, the rest of the games for the season. Um, a prop I really like, um, this should be a trend throughout the season. Um, the Jets are going up against the Bills, man. Garrett Wilson coming off Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, he'll be the number one receiver on the Jets. He will, and I'm just guaranteeing this now. He will lead the uh, he will lead the Jets in targets. Aaron Rodgers will give him that Devontae Adams treatment from 2017 all the way up until 2021. I think uh, Devontae Adams averaged something around like 160 something targets. Um, about 110 catches and 1,500 receiving yards with 14 touchdowns per year in that span. Um, that was like an all-team or, or or first or second team all pro to me. But um, I like Garrett Wilson over receiving yards. I think they have it on prize pick right now at about 68 and a half. 
Um, I would take it all the way up until about um, probably mid-70s because it, it'll probably be bumped within the next week. But I like Garrett Wilson over receiving yards against Buffalo for sure. You say over 68 and a half, and you'll say, what's your cutoff point? Cutoff point probably would be like around maybe 74, but I think he gets close to about 100 yards receiving this this game. And I know you, you're probably thinking, yeah, I know the last game you played him, Tredavious White, um, starting corner for the Bills, he was hurt. I think he's kind of having a, a comeback to earth or coming back down to earth. Uh, type of season coming off a major injury um that is a pretty veteran secondary though I love Jordan Poyer at the safety position um they do have some dogs um on the back end there but like I said Aaron Rodgers is throwing you the football is extremely different um I, I think you'll find him early and often um and I'm looking for Garrett Wilson to have a breakout game one uh, against a pretty tough divisional opponent uh in the Buffalo Bills Ladies and gentlemen, uh, our first lock uh, of the NFL season, getting the podcast back started. You will get a pick every week, uh, presumably every pick. If we if we don't like nothing, if Sean Hart don't like nothing, we ain't going to force you to spend your money on nothing just to spend your money and try to bet. Uh, but to start off the season, Gary Wilson over 68 and a half, receiving yards, cutoff point around 70, I guess, what, 75 uh, on the nose. And if you would like an alternate to that, I don't know if they have it on here yet, and I don't know if and will, if they'll have it for the start of the season. They probably won't. Uh, Prize Picks tends to add this prop category later on in the season as the games become thinner and few and far in between. When they start adding targets on there, I would definitely be scoping Garrett Wilson on targets because, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, having a, a, a round one type of talent. Keep in mind, throughout the entirety and longevity of his career, Aaron Rodgers has yet to have a round one drafted receiver to throw to. Do with that what you will. Yes, he's had Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is all world. We know that. But um, I, w- I would definitely be looking, if they added Garrett Wilson over targets, whatever that projection may be, if it's at nine and a half, if it's at 10, I'm taking it. He should average around 12 to 13 targets a game. That's just how um, important and special of a talent he is. And I think Aaron Rodgers will, will get the most out of him. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, for targets, for targets. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was like year round or like from the start. I didn't know that was later in the season. I didn't yeah. pay attention to it last year, I guess. I'm on to them, man. They they typically like to do it ramping up into the playoffs when it's not a lot of teams to bet on. So you'll start seeing it late late season additions to the prop board. Um, they'll start adding targets on there. You know how it goes though. They scrub them the closer you get the game time, so you catch them early. You yeah, know? man. Uh, I will say. Uh, so I came across this interesting stat before the podcast uh, last year in the 2020 to uh, preseason starting quarterbacks at week one who didn't play at all in the preseason. Uh, last year, they were one and six against the team that they were going up against or uh, up against uh, a team 
who starting quarterback did play in the preseason. I hope that makes sense. So the quarterback didn't play in the preseason last year. He had a rough outing to start off week one. Um, and they, they were one in six in terms of uh, winning straight up and against the spread. So taking that taking that information and applying it to this year, quarterbacks uh, starting week one who didn't play at all in the preseason, we have Jalen Hurts, we have Jared Goff, we have Joe Burrow, we have Matthew Stafford, we have Justin Herbert, we have Dak Prescott, we have Kirk Cousins, and we have Lamar Jackson. So those eight quarterbacks uh, oh, no. did, did not play at all in the preseason, but will be starting week <laughs> one. Um, so do with that information as you will. I have somebody uh, that I'm definitely – I have some props that I was looking at that I feel like that that stat kind of confirms. Go ahead and take them and uh, live with the results. Uh, but, no, with the, uh, with the picks, though, um, we'll make sure – We'll put out Sean Hart's picks on uh, Gail Wilson. We'll put out a graphic for that, and we'll make sure we attach Sean Hart Izzo's uh, promo code so y'all can use it if you decide to shine up for prize picks and show Sean Hart Izzo some love. Um, yeah. Gail Wilson right now, as we do the podcast, I could have sworn prize picks is listening to the podcast. <laughs> I could have sworn as we were talking, the prop was at 68 and a half. I'm almost sure it was at 68 and a half when we was talking, when Isaac was talking about it. As of now, in the matter of one to two minutes that we've been talking, uh, it's now at 69 and a half. And remember wow. Isaac said cutoff is at 75 on the nose, 74 and a half. Uh so prospects is definitely listening. They to definitely own to it, y'all. <laughs> I'm just let you know if I have man. So if I have something loaded in my cart too long, prospects will bump my stuff. So I'm definitely a marked account. What we call that in the gambling community is uh when you typically beat the books a lot, they have marker accounts to where if they see certain trends and people picking certain things. They're more aligned to sway the line one way or the other in favor of where everybody's leaning. So mm-hmm. I definitely know a guy, um, shout out to Sriracha, um, a guy who I messed with for, for picks um, in the caper gambling community. And as soon as that guy drops picks, they are bumped within five to 10 minutes. So, yeah, man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's real out here. Super. Yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah, I'm uh, looking to see uh, if uh, if Dak keep his job. Ah, oh, bro, he ain't gonna lose it to Trey. Trey, Lance. Day, Trey. How 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 soon? I'm not talking about the Trey Lance. Think? I'm talking about I'm I'm looking to see the outing that he puts up, and and see what we do with that from What's there. Where he's not gonna play? Oh, you talking about Dak? My fault. I thought you were talking about Trey. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, mean? I play against the Giants. That ain't nothing. All right, Mister. Ain't nothing. <laughs> Let that boy uh, Daniel Jones come out there outdo a deck. <laughs> you gonna lock down there? You saying it like it can't happen? And... <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. 
doesn't get stressed off of much on the podcast, but the Cowboys is an indefinite something. Oh, that is by the end of this year, brother. Yo, I also yeah. too sedacious in the spirit of talking about the NFL season coming up. I definitely want to uh on but pick a bone with you, bro, and be, and ask you like, why do you have such lack of respect for defenses in fantasy football? Because they ain't gonna get you that many points when it comes down to it. You can win or win or lose without them. It just depends. I think I think because deep, deep, the defense. Sure. I, and I realized last year defense ain't give me no more than five points. No, it depends on the type of defense you got. Yeah, but if I feel like I picked a good enough squad to be all right, I think I don't know, bro. I think I think you're selling defense short, bro. I can always go get a defense, but that's not the. That, but see, that's where you're wrong at because you think you could just go grab a defense and say you got a defense. It's about having the right defense. There's still some pretty high defenses still in the pool, and and then they got. Uh, they got the Rams defense, and then I know uh, Jalen Ramsey out, but let's say he he come back. Jalen Ramsey plays for the Dolphins. He's definitely on my defense. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's definitely with me. With I. And, and, uh, uh, what's his boy? He's uh, Aaron, Aaron, um, Aaron. Aaron Donald? Yeah. yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, this is um, example one-on-one of what somebody who's going to get smacked in fantasy <laughs> like. He doesn't even know his personnel on the defense. I don't have a defense. And there you have it. He doesn't have a defense, everybody. So I don't have a defense. do with that information what you will. So uh, so if I don't if I don't win week one, brother, you're not gonna win without a defense. You have defense. to have one to play one. These are your defensive okay. options. We'll yeah. see. I'll play talk and smoke first. Yo, Christian Wood really just went to the Lakers, bro. Ain't nobody talking about it, but that's going to be huge coming off the bench as far as offense, rebounding, and he's going to be able to stretch the floor. Hey, man, LeBron ring five loader. <laughs> yeah. no, I know we don't like to hear that. No, that's not a popular thing to say. But, hey, man, we, we make hot takes on respecting the game. Yeah, no, I think the only I don't know if that's extremely hot though. That's that's like you know, hey, they got a great team coming back. Yeah, and I, I mean, want the Lakers I always make the a splash. But I it want just the comes down the to like they rotations. I feel like, and I want some buffalo dipping sauce on the side. So when we, man, hey. <laughs> Oh man, Nicola oh. did everything this offseason except pick up a basketball and dribble. You say who? Nicola Jokinson did everything this offseason <laughs> but play basketball. Hey, he about to come out averaging 30 first, but <laughs> well, that would piss me off. I ain't gonna lie. To <laughs> that would really piss me 30. off. And I'm the type of nigga take his PRA first game, too. I ain't gonna lie. Whatever they <laughs> Oh man! Hey man! Shit! Oh man! Uh, before we get oh, out of here, I'm gonna look at the uh, AFC East. Who do y'all have winning the AFC East? Bills, Jets. Dolphins, Pats, Jets, Dolphins. I'm not mad at that. 
I only would pick the Dolphins if Tua stay healthy and Aaron Rodgers has shown that he can make it through a season. We, we, we need one of us pick Dolphins. Mr. Mr. <laughs> learn how to fall. How the hell you learn how to fall? Tua, you might just... <laughs> hey, brother. This is context for it, man. Hey. Man, I ain't never known it'll be this hurt in Alabama. I'm like, God, leave, bro. You fragile. You like a, a paper mache out there. I'm gonna pick. Yes. I'm gonna go with the Jets solely off the fact that you know that defense being what it's been. It's always just like, man, if we had a quarterback. Man, if we had a quarterback. Man, if we had a quarterback. I, I think they' about to be able to play so well of complimentary football. They have stars on all three levels of the defense, and C.J. Mosley, Quentin Williams. And obviously, you got sauce on the back end there. And then on offense, you're going to be able to run the ball with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Um, and then you got, I mean, you, you got a true number one on the outside, a true number two in Lazard. You, you got everything. It's, it's no excuse. Yeah, you know what? I, I said it just too. Nah, I don't. Oh, you, you, you picked your side, brother. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to come over to the right side, I, be, I believe in uh, what's his name, Adam Gates. Not the right, cocaine dude. bear, Adam Gates. Not him. Oh, uh, <laughs> NFC NFC East. I'm gonna go with the uh, runner Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Eagles. Eagles by landslide. Not even freaking close. I'm AFC sorry. AFC but, North. Lamar is back, but I respect Joey Craig. I'm not going to lie to you. I love the Ravens. I think they do it. Shout out to Deshaun, though. And shout out to Pittsburgh. Another tough yeah. division. AFC North is going to be a dogfight. Yeah. Is it, a is it a far-gone conclusion of who could potentially win the AFC South? I feel like I know who should win it without a doubt. I feel like who should Jacksonville win should be a runaway favorite, but right. if if Tennessee can pull it together on defense, they stack the box against Derrick Henry, bro. I'm gonna love DeAndre Hopkins to have twelve touchdowns, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred receiving yards, and in about I'm looking at about 96, 97 catches, bro. But do we believe in Tannehill like that? He's done more with less. He had AJ. No, I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins has done more oh. with less with quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go down the list of who he's had a thousand yard season with? Is this some pretty. Trying names on there. Who was a uh, who was AJ Brown was over a thousand yard receiver, which is why he was able to get the big contract with the Eagles, bro. So let's not act like Tannehill. If he ain't got like if he ain't got a guy out there, he and he got trailing Burks opposite of DeAndre Hopkins still. So they ain't just got nobody out there. They 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 may make some noise. You know what I'm saying? They, they could make some noise. I don't know Tannehill. I guess it's like those big games or whatever. Cause like I, I I think a lot of us thought about Tannehill, and just tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like a lot of us left Hopkins alone because he's in Tennessee in terms of our fantasy. Not unless somebody picked him up. I did. Oh, you picked him up. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, good luck to you. Uh, but yeah. All right. AFC West. That's that's a no brainer, right? It should be. But for the sake of podcast debate, who could dethrone them? And I put up on my knees and walking. Um, um, that's who. If if the Broncos come out of poverty and have some health <laughs> in that receiving core, potentially maybe them, but. Honestly, I think the Chargers will find a way to choke. They're so talented on offense. Will yeah, I think they last don't year? I don't know. This year, probably not, which will hurt them. So what do they do? They go out and drive the receiver. They don't like. I, I mean, I just think the Chiefs. It's it's come on, man. It's the Chiefs. However, uh, in nineteen years. I believe I'm saying this that correctly. In 19 years, no team has uh, repeated to the Super Bowl after making it there. A one, I don't know if it's got to the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl in back-to-back years since, uh, I want to say that was the Patriots. Let me make sure I'm getting this. Is that correct? Uh, we're back in podcast season. It's the three of us, one amigo is. <laughs> That's how you know we're back. We are so <laughs> back, baby. My dog got to work a double, man. <laughs> I'm on the gun line, boss. A triple dub tomorrow. Whoa, ready? Okay. There hasn't been a repeat champion in the NFL since the Patriots won for a second time, for a second straight time, 19 years ago in 2004. So, yeah, repeat champion, that's not to say they can't get there. Well, so, I'd be good darn cheating. Uh, uh, okay, so AFC East, I got Jets. AFC North, I'm in limbo. I would, I would favor Joe just off. Lamar coming back from injury, but I know it is Lamigi. I'm gonna go Lamar. Uh, AFC, I feel like it's a favorite for the Jags. Um, South. AFC West, Chiefs, 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 NFC East, Eagles. Uh, would you even do you feel like it's worth breath to make a debate for the uh Cowboys, Sedacious? No. Okay. Wow. NFC North. A graceful bow out. <laughs> a first on respect the game. Is the NFC? Well, I know. No, I, I know. I, I just know don't, I don't have any words because I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare speak. Yeah, because it. y'all only just led the league in points last year, and then just decided to fire your offensive coordinator. Yeah, makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> NFC we'll North. Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. Bro, he bro, if he turned the corner, bro, there will be no stopping you, bro. If Fields turns the corner, it will be no stopping you, FN. <laughs> oh, bro. Well, 
consider it done because <laughs> he got you give him another one, bro. And he, it, bro, if the trend is correct, like I said, Josh Allen looked like an entirely new player when he got Stephon Diggs. Jalen Hurst looked like an entirely new player when he got AJ Brown. We give this kid Justin Fields a number one receiver, and he goes out there and lights it up. Yeah, DJ Moore, man. Y'all won't hear the end of it in fantasy. <laughs> if you went to go look at it, if you know, you know. And I ain't gonna lie to the dude out there who I thought had a squad, but he got Kelsey on there, and I'm like, the guy ain't looking as formidable anymore. <laughs> um, but NFC North. Do y'all favor the Bears or the Vikings? I feel like the Packers the are in the building. Uh, and the Lions, eh. I like the Bears a lot. Bears over Vikings? I ain't going to lie. I don't know over the Vikings, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. I have to see how the Vikings defense looks, bro. But I, I, I call the Bears right now. If I have to say more balanced teams to me. NFC South. That's a tough one. Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. Oh. Falcons, Panthers. Mm. Saints. Simply off there having Derek Carr and Michael Thomas, maybe. Being able to run it up out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Michael Thomas can stay healthy, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have a dog in that NFC South fight. Um, Bucks, they got, they got uh Baker. Uh, Falcons got Ritter. Panthers, uh, number one overall pick. And uh, CJ Stroud. Oh, he went to Texans. Yeah, he was the Texans. What's um, the Caleb? Caleb or something? No, not Caleb. Martin. Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah, Panthers got Bryce Young, number one overall pick for the quarterback. And is Jameis the starting quarterback for the Saints? Derek Carr. Derek Carr, brother. Derek Michael Carr. Thomas. Breakout year and he's healthy. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Derek Carr. And Justin Fields. He's that domino, bro. He's the domino. You say the domino, like, bro, I see it happening right now. Like, yeah. Oh my God, Justin Fields having breakout year. He already been talked about for Dark Horse for MVP. It's crazy, bro. He, man, if Justin Fields do what I think he's supposed to do, good fucking luck. <laughs> NFC West. I feel like the NFC West though. is like really no debate. I got the Niners. Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks. Cardinals saying fuck Kyler. They trying to tank for Caleb so bad. They already trying to. <laughs> but the thing is, what you going to do with Kyler? Trade him to Dallas? What was that last team? 
Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, and who else? Seahawks. Cardinals, Rams, Cardinals, and the Seahawks. What if the Cardinals are tanking for Caleb? And where do they offset Kyle or off offload Kyler Murray to? I say y'all get rid of Dak and and and, and pick up K one. Ouch. You don't think they're gonna try to work uh Trey in there? Kyler Murray. <laughs> but I'm saying, well, if you trade them off, because you gotta think about like contractually, I mean Kyler. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, but trade Dak, but they it's gotta be that do they do three team trades in the NFL? They need to. So. It's pretty uncommon, but with some picks attached, you'd have to offload him somewhere. I don't know who would want to take that though. I think a team like the Falcons, maybe Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I was just about to say them too. Yeah, teams who like, I could definitely he could he could do justice on the Falcons. It'll be funny if they send him to the uh, projected for the New England Patriots though. Huh? Watch how Zeke go back to that Ohio State Zeke. Watch Zeke be productive in New England. Like, yeah, I think so. I don't think he gonna, I don't think he gonna shake. I, I mean, like, not, that motivation I, to prove yourself is probably back in that home. You know what I mean? I seen it. He cut his hand everything. I was like, oh. <laughs> you feel it, huh? Yeah. Nah, uh, so we shift you out of division, nigga. <laughs> But now, beautiful people, that is what you call a great episode. We are back in full effect. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all follow me at Emacs Stacks. Follow Sedacious at I Am Sedacious. Follow Black Peace at Black, B-L-A-Q-U-E, period, P-E-A-C-E. I'm going to stop spelling that because I put it in the description and all that good stuff. Um, But if there's anybody you want to make sure you're following to uh, get your money up this uh, upcoming week for football season, it is at shine hard is oh be on the lookout for those picks uh and again i know he said gary wilson is 64 and a half at the time but that's already in real time bumped to 69 and a half so wow. uh be on the lookout we may have he may shine hard may have some alternate picks for you but if you're taking gary wilson over cut it off at 75 we can't be responsible for what happens after uh 75 yards on prize picks that is um, yeah, we look forward to recapping uh this upcoming opening week of the NFL season and other things going on in the sports world next week. Love you, beautiful people. See you next week. <laughs>